Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, the aquarium hobby emphasizes a lot of good, solid practices. And however, one of the things that we hear discussed probably the least is the mindset of acquiring patience. Yeah, good old patience. It's the most fundamental of fundamentals in the aquarium hobby and perhaps the most difficult thing to acquire. Now, people new to our little hobby sector of botanical method aquariums often ask me, Scott, when will my tank starting look more look more broken in? Or when can I add more fishes? Or when will the tank look more established? Or my answer to each of these kind of questions is always the same. And it's kind of vague, but it's true. It takes a while. Botanical method aquariums, like any other, require you know biological processes to establish and mature the system. This takes more than a week or two weeks or even a month. Honestly, if you ask me, you're talking... I don't know, three to four months before any aquarium, especially a botanical method one, hits that sort of stride of stability and gets that look that comes from a more mature, established system. Now, botanical method aquariums, by virtue of the fact that they have leaves and stuff in them, will look a little different right off the bat. They'll look a little more mature, I suppose. But really, when they start getting that patina of bio cover and they start you know, decomposing and so forth, that's when it really hits. And that usually takes about three to four months to really kind of break in like that, like one whole season. Can you handle that? I mean, it's really not that long, right? Especially when you take into account that you can maintain a botanical method aquarium continuously for years. It just requires patience, a long-term vision, and a focus on the goal of establishing a healthy, naturally functioning system over the long term. You can't rush stuff. You simply can't. And you don't really want to anyways. Let it evolve naturally. Stay the course. Be patient. One day you're going to come into the room where your aquarium is, look at it and think to yourself, yeah, this is exactly what I envisioned. And you might casually glance at the calendar and note that sure enough, it's been about three to four months since you established your tank. Not all that long, right? It was a pretty enjoyable ride along the way getting there too, wasn't it? Yeah. When you liberate yourself from some artificially self-imposed timetable about when things will look or feel good, it's a lot easier to enjoy it. And it all comes back to understanding and embracing the fundamentals. I firmly believe that the understanding and appreciation of the fundamentals of the hobby and of the natural world can yield the same results or better than tons of, you know, expensive gear and all kinds of stuff when you simply throw it at a situation without thoughts as to why. It requires us to shift our minds to, I don't know, places that might be less comfortable for us. It's just a lot less sexy than, you know, gearing up or blindly following someone's rules or putting some additive in the tank or whatever. It requires us to open our minds up. It requires patience, process, and personal observation. It requires issuing more instant results for long-term function, stability, and benefits. That mental shift is pretty, it's something, isn't it? 
Yet I think the pendulum in the hobby is swinging back a bit. Not digressing, mind you, just switching back to a more accepting approach, taking our hands off just a bit. Once again, realizing that nature really does know best, understanding that we can use technology and technique to work with nature instead of against it. We're realizing that nature has been doing this stuff for billions of years longer than we have, and she's got some pretty damn good ideas on how to run things. Rather than fighting the processes like decomposition, formation of detritus, and biological diversity, we seem to be spending much more energy these days setting the stage for these natural processes to occur. I think that's incredible. And our fishes and our other aquatic animals are really benefiting from this philosophy. Fish health, appearance, overall vivaciousness, and spawning activity are, you know, being positively impacted by this concept of working with nature in this manner. Once again, just as Aquarius did since the the dawn of the modern age of fish keeping, we've been, you know, thinking of an aquarium as a place to grow stuff. And we're looking at the whole aquarium as a microcosm of nature. That's a huge breakthrough, a living, breathing, growing entity. Growing. I saw a sort of compressed version of this century-long evolution in freshwater aquaristics during the rise of the reef aquarium hobby, which really started to take off around the mid-1980s. And my mind was on that side of the fence quite a bit lately. I'm, you know, getting ready to start a new reef tank in the next couple months. And it just kind of got me reflecting about this stuff. And for, for the longest time in the reef hobby, we were happy just to keep a box full of fishes and maybe a few tough invertebrates just alive. Then we evolved up to trying to house them long-term and propagate them in corals. Experiments with, you know, new technology and technique resulted in the birth of the modern reef aquarium system with, you know, robust filtration, lighting, and studious analysis of water chemistry. The emphasis was on providing a great environment for the corals and the inverts and so that they can thrive and reproduce. And the learning never stops. The techniques and the philosophies continue to evolve. Within the past 10 years in the reef hobby alone, We've went from a doctrine of, you know, you should have undetectable nitrates and phosphates in your aquarium because natural research, nutrient deserts, to you need to have a balance between too much and too little. Little, You know, you need to have nitrate. You need to have phosphate. I have several friends who dose these, these compounds into their water because their corals need it for growth. We've come to understand that reef aquariums, like any type of aquarium, are truly biological microcosms, which encompass a vast array of life forms, including not just fishes, corals, and vertebrates, but macroalgae, benthic animals like worms and copepods and stuff, planktonic life, and all kinds of things. Reefers came to understand, as freshwater pioneers did, you know, generations before, that just because a reef has undetectable levels of phosphate and nitrates in the water surrounding it, our aquariums don't have to run that way. The optimum, and I say that in air quotes, the optimum environment for our animals might not be exactly what we think it may be on the surface. The reality in the reef-keeping world is that corals need nutrients and food, and an aquarium's not a natural reef, an open system with, you know, uncounted millions and millions of gallons or liters of water passing through it hourly. We discovered this reality during the coral propagation years, and where the long-held aquarium mindset was that you need a nutrient-poor system in order for corals to thrive, and that's really not the whole story, particularly when we were trying to mass culture corals on a commercial level. They needed to eat. And polishing out almost everything from the water with lots of gear and equipment and so forth was actually detrimental. We thought about it, allowed some detritus to accumulate on our systems, didn't fear feeding our corals, didn't you know get obsessive about sterility. And guess what? They grew like crazy. Reliance on some aspects of nature is a good thing. And patience in, in droves. 
Yet in recent years, with the explosion of gadgets and, you know, internet-enabled hacks, at least reef keeping as a hobby has sort of gone a bit the other way, heading into that technology-can-do-everything phase that the freshwater world did many decades ago, on a somewhat lower technology level, mind you. Somehow, saving time seems to have surpassed applying patience as the underlying mantra of that hobby sector, and quite honestly, I'm seeing it in freshwater again. It's... Finally starting to break a bit, though. I, I've seen a lot of reef keepers having some rather spectacular failures, and I can't help but wonder if at least part of the underlying causes were the hobbyists getting a bit too far away from nature and a bit too cozy with tech. You know, eschewing patience and measured progress for the promise of instant tech-provided gratification. They'll never admit it. However, I think they know better. In my opinion, needlessly complicating things in order to foster the same results that can be achieved by embracing natural processes with a bit less certainty, mind you, seems a bit odd to me. Positive, even predictable results generally take longer if you, you know, than if you apply all the gadgets, the additives, and the tech to the process. But nature will find a way to get where she wants to go with or without all the gadgets that we employ. We've sort of figured this out in our sector of the hobby, haven't we? It just takes patience and, and good equipment, but in balance. And patience is often more economical than gear and the results far more interesting in my opinion. In these certain, or I should say uncertain, unprecedented times in our world, there's so much confusion, uncertainty about just everything, much more concerned about when things will get better and how to make them that way. I get it. But the path to success in the aquarium hobby, like in life, is to apply common sense with equal doses of patience and, yeah, a certain degree of faith. Be patient. Stay strong. Stay faithful. Stay observant. Stay careful. Stay you and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tent and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to spending the next day with you on the tent.